0: Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, welcome to the podcast today. Today we're gonna talk about the 12 month sleep regression. This is a huge regression, and a lot of times it's mistaken for something else, and I'm gonna dive into that today. But before we start, I'm gonna read this review that came in yesterday. It said, I started your course two days ago, and I've already seen huge progress. He was waking up every one to two hours every single night, and he's only woken up two times the last two nights. I truly cannot believe it. I can't wait to see what the next few days bring. Thank you so much for sharing that, and I also wanna mention that this is not an uncommon thing to hear that people who implement my course start to see improvements within two to three days. I say you will see improvements in one to two weeks because that is like a very, very general guarantee, but the majority of people start seeing improvements within a couple of days. So if you are waiting to get more sleep, there is no sense in waiting. You can be seeing improvements in two nights from now. So I will link the course if you're ready to jump in and start getting better sleep, I will link the course in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about the 12 month sleep regression. So, first of all, what is a sleep regression? Okay, a sleep regression is a developmental milestone. Your baby will go through six major milestones. I mean, there's a lot of little tiny sleep regressions along the way. Like, there's one at six weeks, which is why fussiness starts to peak at six weeks. There's all these kind of little regressions that happen throughout the first two years of your baby's life, but there are six major ones there's the four month, the six month, the nine month, the 12-month, the 18-month, and the 24-month. And I dive into all of these in depth in my course, but today we're specifically going to talk about the 12-month sleep progression because a lot of parents mistake this as a sign that your baby is ready to drop to one nap, and this just simply isn't the case. So the 12-month sleep progression is usually related to learning a new skill. So around 12 months, your baby will learn how to either stand or walk around furniture, they'll start walking, they'll start learning new sounds. I know at 12 months, all of my babies started trying to say words and it was so cute. We also sign with our babies, use sign language, so they can clearly sign by 12 months. If you haven't looked into that, please do. But their brains are just starting to learn how to communicate better and they're also learning how to get around and be independent. They can follow instructions. There's just a lot going on in their little brain at 12 months. And so the 12-month regression starts happening and it presents itself In a few different ways, but the major way that it presents itself is your baby will start to boycott the second nap of the day. Now, I can't tell you how many times I talk to parents and they're like, oh, my baby stopped taking the second nap. So we're going to move them to one nap. How do we make that happen? And I'm like, hang on, pause. If your baby is 12 months, they still need three to four hours of day sleep every single day. So if you're moving your baby to one nap at 12 months, chances are, especially in the transition period, they're only going to get one to one and a half hours of day sleep, which is half the amount or less than half the amount they should be getting every single day at this age. The exception to this is when your baby is in daycare. I know that a lot of daycares, when your baby turns 12 months, they will transition them to one nap because that is just the group of babies that takes one nap a day. And then babies under 12 months, they take two naps a day. I understand that. And if that's the case, check out my daycare episode. You can transition to one nap at daycare and still hold on to two naps on the weekend. But that's, again, different topic for a different day. When your baby starts boycotting that second nap, it can be anywhere between 11 months and 13 months. Every baby is different. I need you to hear me loud and clear. Your baby is not ready to move to one nap yet. This is the 12-month regression happening. This is the 12-month regression waving a red flag in your face. Hey, the 12-month regression is here. Do not drop this nap yet if you have control over it. Now, the hard thing about this regression is that it can last for a few weeks. So a lot of times I'll talk to parents who are like, well, they haven't taken the second nap for like a week and a half. There's no way they need it anymore. I'm moving to one nap. And I'm like, listen, it can take several weeks for them to pass through this regression because remember, there is so much going on in their little brain developmentally that it's not just gonna pass overnight. It will take a couple of weeks to get through, but I promise you that if you continue to offer that second nap, your baby will go back to napping and probably for three to six months. Three of my babies held on to two naps until 18 months. And my son dropped his second nap at 16 months so had i given up that nap and transitioned to one nap during the 12 month regression that's six months without two naps that is six months with getting way less day sleep than their little bodies needed so it's super important that when this regression shows up because it will when this regression shows up Do everything you can to continue to offer that second nap. Still offer their morning nap. At this age, you're probably doing it between 9.30 and 10. Continue to offer the second nap around 1.30-ish in the afternoon, depending on your baby's schedule. And even if they don't sleep, I recommend leaving them in there for at least an hour or so. I mean, if your baby is screaming, you don't have to leave them in there for an hour. But if they're just hanging out, talking, I would leave them in there for at least an hour or so so that they continue to understand and treat that window of time like nap time so that they are still in a relaxed state so that when they get through the regression, their body is still in that pattern of being tired, of winding down, of relaxing, and of taking a nap during that time. And again, it can take a couple of weeks, but I promise if you stay consistent, your baby will go back to napping for several months. You usually move to one nap between 15 and 18 months, but I talk all about this in depth again in my course and how to make that transition when you know to make that transition. But 11, 12, 13 months is typically too early. Now, I'm not going to say 100% guarantee because again, every baby is different. If you know for a fact that your baby is going to thrive on one nap, if it works better for your schedule, that's fine. You can make it work, move bedtime up, but for the the most part, the majority of babies still need three to four hours of day sleep up until 15 to 18 months, which is why I want to make this Super clear that when this starts happening, this is the regression. So what do you do in the meantime? What do you do when your baby is taking a morning nap and they're not taking an afternoon nap? There's no way they can handle an eight hour wake window, right? So during this period, I always plan for an early bedtime as often as I can. I'm talking 6 p.m., maybe even 5.59 if your baby is really, really tired. But the goal here is to make sure that your baby is not getting overtired which leads me into my next sign of the 12-month regression, which can be early morning wakings. Now, typically, not always, but typically the early morning wakings are not necessarily from the regression, but more so from your baby getting overtired from the lack of day sleep. Because remember, sleep begets sleep. So if your baby is only taking one nap in the morning, not napping in the afternoon, and then they are going to bed at their normal time or later, I can almost guarantee that your baby is going to be overtired. And remember, we've talked about overtiredness before. If your baby is overtired, their brain is going to release that adrenaline in their body, telling them, hey, we're not going to sleep, so we better get some energy so that we can stay awake. And it's really hard to fall asleep when you're overtired. It's kind of like if you went for a run and then you were just expected to get in bed and fall asleep. That would be really difficult, right? So that's kind of how babies feel when they are overtired. They have all of this energy running through their body, and it's really, really hard to wind down, fall asleep, and then stay asleep because they are not starting their night off in a deep state of sleep. They're starting off in a lighter state of sleep. So it makes it easier to wake up during the night, and it also makes it really easy to wake up at 5 a.m. when all of us are in a lighter state of sleep. Because if they're starting in a lighter state of sleep, that 5 a.m. waking is like a wide awake state of sleep for them. And it's not going to be easy for them to fall back asleep. They're going to be ready to wake up and just start the day ready to party. So it's super important that when your baby is refusing to take that second nap during this 12-month regression, plan for an early bedtime and make sure they're getting plenty of sleep at night to make up for the lack of sleep during the day. And if you notice they are still waking up early or they're even having sudden night wakings, again, it's most likely because your baby is overtired. If you get to a point where you just cannot catch up on sleep, you can try to hold your baby, go for a drive, do what you need to do to try to grab a little bit of extra sleep during the day. But again, I really recommend keeping your baby in their bed during that nap time so that you can continue the pattern of taking a nap in the afternoon. And the best place to make up for the lack of day sleep is at night. So if the 6 p.m. bedtime just isn't cutting it, try 5.30. We're coming into the winter months, it's getting dark earlier, which makes it way easier to put your baby to bed at 5.30 because it's gonna be dark. And if they're waking up at 5 a.m. anyways, and they're waking up in the night, they're going to need that extra sleep. And by adding on extra sleep at the beginning of their night, that will in turn help them sleep in later and then you can slowly shift their schedule back to a 6 p.m. bedtime, hopefully with a 7 a.m. waking as they're getting more sleep. And then once they start taking that second nap again, because they will when the regression passes, you can go back to your 7 to 7 schedule or 7.30 to 7.30 or whatever your typical schedule looks like. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. One, what is a sleep regression? It is a developmental milestone. At 12 months, this developmental milestone is usually associated with something like standing, Or walking around furniture, maybe even starting to walk or run, learning how to communicate better, trying to form new words. All of these things that are going on in their brain will cause this regression. What does the regression look like? One, boycotting the second nap. Two, early morning wakings. And three, sudden night wakings if your baby is overtired. So what can you do about it? One, continue to offer the second nap as long as you need to until they start taking the nap again. Two, leave your baby in bed during nap time so that they don't disrupt that pattern of taking an afternoon nap. That will continue to tell their brain that in the afternoon it is nap time and when the regression passes, they will go back to taking that second nap. Number three, offer an early bedtime during this entire period. And number four, stay consistent and do not give up. Remember, this is completely normal, this is a huge, and expected part of their development. So when it happens, don't let it throw you off. Stay consistent. You will get through this. And again, if you want to learn more about the other five major sleep regressions, I go through this in depth in my course. I have a bonus download and audio lesson all about sleep regressions because I want you to understand that when sleep regressions happen, your baby is right on track for development. I think a lot of times parents will teach their baby how to sleep and then they hit a regression. They have no idea that they're hitting a regression and then it stresses them out and they start to panic and they think, oh my gosh, what's going on? My baby doesn't know how to sleep anymore. They're waking up in the night. Are they hungry? What am I supposed to do? But if you know what's coming, if you know exactly what to expect and you know why it's happening and you know how to get through it, then these little regressions will just be small bumps in the road and you'll get right back on track. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be calm and confident through your entire sleep training journey, through your baby's entire sleep life. I never want you to be thrown off by whatever comes your way. So the more you can educate yourself, the better prepared you're going to be for all of these things that are going to happen in your baby's life. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining. If you could do me a huge favor, rate this podcast, leave a review, share it on social media, tag me at the underscore sleep fairy. It would mean so much to me. And again, if you're ready to get more sleep, I will link the course in the show notes. Thank you for being here and I will see you next week. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to the sleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleep fairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.